Hello and welcome to Conversations with the Universe podcast. It's channeled conversations on deep subjects that enhance our experience of life. I'm your host, Becca Grabinski. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome everybody. I have Licia Latte here and she is a host of Energy Rituals and Ceremonies. I am so excited to have you on today. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm so excited. So excited to be here. Wonderful. So we have to just dive right in. You need to tell us, the entire world needs to know what, show us what you do. Tell us a little bit more of what you do and who you, who you help. Yes. So my whole approach when it comes to energy, you know, you can call it energy alignment through energy rituals, but I really, I've been embodying this higher mission for the past couple of years and it led to where my business is now, which is really a bridge between higher realms and the physical. This is how I like to see it as, you know, I support women in this journey of spiritual awakening with energy teachings, energy rituals, but my approach is to just show everyone that it's way more simple and it can be grounded. Because when we start to tap into energy, the universe, the quantum field, 5D and all these things, it's amazing. And it can also be out there, up here, and it resonates. And you go at the end of the day, okay, now what do I do with it? And you just tend to, especially in the beginning of that spiritual awakening, right? I think we've, always, uh, we, we've all experienced that period where you just, I'm going to sit and meditate for hours then you kind of lose touch with taking action, bringing that to the physical experience. And um, what I'm here to show is that it can be both. And you can have a conversation about dimensions and the quantum with a glass of wine. And you can mm-hmm. tend to your vibration, work on your alignment, and then twerk to hip hop if that's your thing. And I'm just here mm-hmm. to show that we can have both. And then through the rituals and ceremonies, it's just my tool to bridge this, these extremes, if I can put it like that. So we can ground energy. We can tap into energy, but in a way that is actionable for humans, right? Because that's what we're mm-hmm. here for, to honor the human experience. Does that make sense? That's so beautiful. Thank you. So how did you get here? How did, this, how did you end up on this path? It's, it's so funny because um, I'm going to give you my perspective from this lifetime. <laughs> what I love to yeah. answer just when, uh, especially people that I just meet offline and they're not aware of what I do. And I start explaining a bit about my business. And the first question is usually, I, so that's so cool. How long have you been doing this? And I just straight face a few lifetimes. How about you? <laughs> right. So true. <laughs> right. Oh, that's such a good answer. Yeah, well, it's, and it's so true, but in this lifetime, it's, it's been a journey and it transitioned. So I was, I'm a journalist. I was in content, working the nine to five, the whole thing, uh, very traditional, you know, way that you go about that, you know, beautiful burnout. And, and so it was, it was a mess. That was what led me also to my own deepening of my own uh, awakening and then skipping to the phase where I already had my business and I decided okay this is not for me I want to honor my truth my business also transitioned quite a bit I started 
tapping into my masculine. So I was a consistency coach at some point, and it was all about the action. Then it transitioned all the way to the other extreme, to the feminine. And I was stepping more into the energy teachings exclusively. And that's what ultimately led my business to be this bridge that it's now, where you can get both. Mm. It was the sacred union, right? But it was such a journey of me just really getting in touch with my own shadows, showing up for my own energy to honor what was there and then see that it doesn't have to be one size fits all and it doesn't have to be action all in the masculine and then your spirituality all in the feminine. What if we Mm. just step into both? That's powerful. Yeah, and it's so accessible at the same time. It's something I I love to to just share with my clients in, in programs or you know, in, on my own podcast is something that we talk about quite a bit. It's that idea, demystifying that idea of consistency, action, and especially in business and what, the, what that has to look like. My, the, the way I see it is consistency is just that structure to hold space for your expansion, intuition, and feminine flow. So it doesn't have to be something constricted that feels like military boot camp and you have to be consistent and hustle and take action and, and it's about discipline. It really isn't. If you look at the masculine at its core, it's just a structure that is there to support your expansion. So it's mm. just having enough structure to support how expanded that actually gets to be. If you have the resources there, that makes it just easier for you to show up, let's say for your energy work or business tasks, whatever it is, leveraging the masculine and the structure is just there mm. to create that foundation. So then the feminine can come in and expand and flow and intuition just leading the way. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love that, especially I came from a very masculine background where I was a hustler and I experienced burnout often, not because I wasn't doing something that was filling my soul, but because I was probably living in the fear state, right, of doing too much. And I love how you explain the consistency. This is just incredible. I, it makes me think of like when somebody goes from the masculine energy and finds the balance into finding that flow and all of a sudden they're achieving more, doing more, having more, experiencing more than they could ever imagine, but doing less. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a magical transition, but so many people have so many fears of transitioning from one to the other. Yes. And that's from that old paradigm of action first. If mm-hmm. we attach, however you're showing up, how often you're showing up, if we always attach our physical experience to action, it, it will bring us back to this paradigm of it's not going to be enough or the fear that you're not taking action enough and that you need to do something about it. It's so funny because um, one thing that comes up a lot in my circles is when we're tapping into the shadows and bringing stuff to the surface and that healing and it's beautiful. And then the first question is usually, oh, okay, got it. I see it. Now what? What do I do? How can I fix it? <laughs> And it's not really about that. That's just coming, that perspective that we're 
coming from action. It's still very action-based. And here's where we drop beyond mm-hmm. the logical mind. And here's where we really go deeper because it's past that. What if your awareness or just holding space, just having an intention, just happening to that energy of whatever you're creating gets you to be enough? That's when you start to dive a little bit deeper and you go beyond that mind level and beyond the action level. We're so mm-hmm. conditioned to birth things from action first. So I see a shadow. What can I do to fix it? I want to create something. What is the action plan? And it's really the other way around. Mm, I love that. So when you are talking about your circles, can you tell us more about that? Yes. Uh, I've been doing this ceremony as we do new moon and full moon ceremonies here in Barcelona in, in person. And it's so magical to just have a container for women to get together. Well, it's not only women's circle. We all, I also have mixed sometimes, but it's so uh, powerful to have the container for people to come and show up for their own energy in a shared mm-hmm. space, vibrationally speaking, that's just energy amplified. Mm-hmm. And you will see how different it feels from you practicing showing up for energy alone in the living room and meditating alone and how different it feels to do that when the energy is amplified. So mm-hmm. from the energetic perspective, that's just multiplying your intention, really amplifying mm-hmm. that energy when you're practicing or setting the same intention with other souls doing the same, that's just more powerful. And from the more, let's say, tangible, actionable perspective, it's the accountability. It's how easier it is for you to stick to the one hour breath work or something challenging because everyone is doing and everyone is there. And if you'll support it, versus when it's almost like going to the gym, right? When you go alone or you say, I'm gonna just run, in the living room, if you have a treadmill at home for one hour, and then it's tricky to do it alone. But if you have a friend showing up, it motivates you as well. So I see the circles doing, taking both roles. It's the accountability and the support for you to show up often, to show up regularly, to stick to it, to stay in the practices that are a bit challenging sometimes. And energetically speaking, it just amplifies what you're working on. So it's extra, extra powerful. And this is what I wanted to bring online with the ceremonies and rituals that, that I'm hosting now. It's, it was so magical to do it in person. And I noticed this, this gap, let's say. You know, it, there, there's so much room online for us to come together across continents, right? Us right now, I'm in Spain. Right. Mm-hmm. And get to talk and share about these things. And so, yeah, this is the role that I see energy rituals online specifically. Mm, What is your specific energy routine or what do you feel pulled to most often? Yes, I love this question. (laughs) I love this question because I don't necessarily have the same one. And this is what I love to share. It's that how showing up regularly for your energy practices doesn't have to look like the same routine necessarily. Mm, we have yes. our practices, right? We have our favorite practices, let's say. And then it's so easy to get in a, almost like a state of resistance because the, I don't want to say the danger of it, 
but what is part of relying too much on one specific practice is that it gives you a sense of control. And let's say mm -hmm. your go-to practice is meditation, kundalini, breath work, tapping, journaling, whatever that is. Let's say journaling is a common one because we're, we're tapping again onto the mind level, right? And we're working with mm -hmm. mindset. It gives you that sense of control. And, and then it can be, you know, you're showing up to work on your energy, but through words and through language, because you can explain what you're feeling, you can make sense of what's going on with the mind. And when you're feeling a bit all over the place, going to the journaling is that thing that brings that sense of stability and sense of control. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean you're allowing the things that want to come to the surface to really come. Mm. So I feel like also allowing space for the practice to choose itself is really important. So of course, having resources, having the techniques available to you so you, you can choose on the spot because you have enough resources there. So you can have almost like your library of, of practices that you resonate. And my first practice, actually the only consistent practice that I have is the practice of checking in to feel what my body and my, and my soul is needing that day. And then I can go to the practice and choose. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean doing the same routine every day. The routine is just checking in. I love that. It feels expensive. Mm -hmm. We don't want our energy work and energy routine to feel oppressive and you feel like an obligation and it's sometimes you wake up and you're not feeling like feeling the blank practice whatever you you planned to practice and that's okay actually it's at those times that we really allow the real things to come to the surface it's feeling the practice of checking in is feeling what is trying to come up feeling the discomfort instead of just pushing through and let's pick a practice to mask and shift the discomfort to turn let's just transmute the discomfort as soon as possible no mm -hmm. the practice of checking in force what, what it forces you to do if it forces you to do anything is to feel into the discomfort these things are coming up for a reason right and it's always coming up to be felt this is so powerful so powerful. That's, that's what we usually skip when, when going to energy practices. We skip the really feeling into the things and allowing that energy to take space. And we go to the action. What can I mm -hmm. do? What, how, what is my prompt for today? Let's put this guided meditation and just be there. And you're not allowing that space. You know, when you look at what energy really is and how energy really moves, it's always just trying to expand and it's trying to come up and take space. So your job here is to just allow that space for energy to come, expand, take as much room as it needs, whether that's a negative quote unquote emotion, a positive emotion beyond the labels, right? So I would say that's mm -hmm. the, the foundation that you can really start laying there for any energy practices that might come after. It all starts with feeling into whatever is trying to come. Awesome. So now let's just take your specific practice. So you 
start with that. That's kind of the base of your practice. Um, maybe even it's just giving us like a scenario of maybe that's happened in the last week of like what comes up for you and then what do you do from there? Yes, I, I like to check in. I go to my altar, my sacred space, check in and just really allow It's If you want to visualize or take, it, take this as a meditation practice maybe, it doesn't really have to be, but just that moment of checking in that you see and set intention to connect with the real you beyond the mind and beyond the body. So that's um, the part of you that gets to observe whatever else is going on. If you notice that we always have that voice in our heads that is kind of describing things and explaining things. And you go outside and the voice says, oh, it's cold. You might say that out loud or not, but in your mind, you heard it's cold. And you're always classifying things and understanding things. That's the one part of you. Now, the real you is the one that observes this voice, is the one on the observer's seat. So I, I, I would say that practice starts with, you can visualize sitting, the observer's seat, you can just set the intention to face inwards, to tune. You can place your hands on your heart and just connect. It's, it's whatever works best. And, you know, you're, we're all different. But that first practice has been the moment that you just connect with your breath, with your heart, and with your core. Based on that and, and what comes up there, I take either more time to meditate to stay in that quiet space usually when the mind chatter is a bit much this is a, a really common thing right i think we all feel and and answering your question something that happened the other day is during that those minutes of checking in observing what was going on the mind was just rushing and what i observed is just that i was thinking about my plans my schedule the call that i had later what I did yesterday and all these things. The power in this practice is that here you're just observing. So instead mm -hmm. of trying to quiet the mind or trying to do something about it, you observe, you take note. Oh, my mind is rushing. The mind chatter is strong today. So my next practice would be just a longer meditation. Find that stillness. And sometimes during that observing uh, practice, something heavier comes up and an emotion or something that, you know, it's, it's there, it's stagnant. Maybe I'm upset. Maybe I'm anxious. And if it's the emotion bubbling there, a great way to let that go, allowing that to move is tapping emotional freedom technique and you're vocal about it. And whatever you, however you decide to put these pieces together, it's always remembering that this is what makes it fun, right? Energy work is not supposed to feel like A, then B, then C, then, then D, and you just follow that recipe. It's supposed to be playful. And the, the bonus here, you know, the byproduct, you're also tapping automatically into joy and play. Mm -hmm. And your by, the, the byproduct is raising your vibration because of the way you're showing up for your own energy. But you just see how different that feels when we show up and, and just say, okay, I'm going to put this YouTube guided meditation and, and sit here 
serious and that's it or feel how different that that it just the different energy that it brings when you just decide you know what i'm gonna play with it let's see what my body's asking for then i'm gonna do breath work and you can take different pranayamas exercises to balance the energy and create space in the body and then maybe i'll tap because something feels like bubbling inside i need to be vocal about it so you do that and then you just put Lizzo and you dance and sing out loud like a crazy person. <laughs> right. That's be part of your energy practice. That's the beauty of it. Mm, so awesome. So if he asks your question, my routine today, yeah. for example, was checking in. I meditated for a little longer. I did tap on things that were coming up today. And then I danced <laughs> because I felt like connecting my intention for today was connecting mm -hmm. with joy, connecting with that playfulness because I don't want to make things serious. And this is when things flow. It's when I'm just tapping into that child energy and curiosity and let things, allowing things to flow. So I dance and I put fun songs. I have, a, I have my playlist for fun energy work that just looks like my favorite songs to jam to the favorite, my favorite uplifting songs, the ones that make me smile. And that's mm -hmm. so powerful to tap into the, you know, doing your morning when you start your day. And it's not something we would necessarily attach to traditional energy work, but it is. It is. It's moving energy for sure. It's moving energy. Mm -hmm. You're doing that intentionally. Mm -hmm. By having an intention you're already creating. Energy is conscious. It knows where to go. It knows exactly where to do. When you set an intention that by dancing to this, you're releasing and you visualize what you're doing and you set that intention that this song will be a way for your physical body to connect with a higher frequency and connect with joy, it is done. Mm -hmm. Anything you infuse that intention becomes energy work. Do you find a lot of your clients go to like, I must do breathing like this or I need to do it right, right? Um, and create resistance that way? Or do you find a lot of your clients really are open to just trusting themselves? I, I experience a lot of just, they, they usually come from that first perspective, right? So mm -hmm. what should I do? How should I do it? And of course, disclaimer, some practice uh, do require a, an experienced facilitator. And if you're practicing breath work, you have to be doing that correctly so you don't harm your, your, your body. And, and of course, so there are modalities that require an, an expert facilitator to be there, hold space for you and guidance. That's one thing. Now, if we're just talking about your morning routine and how you can meditate or it's, it's not even, it's even weird to put it that way, right? Because you're just connecting with your own inner guidance. You're finding that, that stillness. You're connecting within. There's no right way to do it. And so that's where, I, where most of my clients come sometimes when we start the practices is trying to do it correct. And the more we play with it, the more we mix it up, they start seeing that it's, it's supposed to be more fluid and then it's just magic once you let go and you start to, you know, you, you see how fun it is to mix it up. 
and then it, it just becomes that fun practice. Mm, I love it. So what tips and tools do you have like outside of kind of that check-in first thing? As m many of our listeners are either maybe some new to this energy work, um, mm -hmm. some have maybe been a little bit practiced, some are seasoned. What tips or tools do you have for them just to maybe just even just enhance the experience to be able to feel that, I guess for me, I, I consider energy work like euphoria. Like I always feel euphoric after I do the work. Right. What? Yes. Uh, one, one very powerful way to start is allowing yourself to feel. Mm. That's really the foundation for energy work in any practice. We're not bypassing and we're not trying to shift anything. So you're also experienced that you might practice uh, whatever modality from an intention of this is coming up and I want to shift it. I want to change this. I'm feeling resistant or I'm feeling doubt. I'm feeling fear and I do not want to feel the fear. Therefore, I'm going to tap on this until the fear, is go, the fear go, goes away. And that's also resistance. Whenever you're coming from a place of trying to push something away or change it, you're resisting. And when you resist anywhere, you resist everywhere. You're just clogging the pipes energetically. So the, a great way to start is allowing yourself to feel. Before you try to transmute, keep track and feel into whatever is coming up. And that can be through journaling, through the observing practice in the morning, just checking in. That can be just you sit with your hands on your heart, close your eyes, and you feel, you ask yourself, what am I afraid to feel right now? What do I, what, what I don't want to feel right now? Especially what I'm afraid to feel right now. And allow that to come. Once that comes to your awareness, just feel into it. And that can be so counterintuitive and so against what the traditional energy teachings and law of attraction only would say that you don't want to feel the bad things or think the bad thoughts because then they manifest. No, what you're manifesting is avoidance. Mm -hmm. So welcome them in. Welcome them in. Feel that. You're afraid to feel like you feel hard at this launch or whatever you're, you're creating or whatever you're going through. What I'm afraid to feel is that it didn't work. It didn't work again. So I feel like I'm not enough and I cannot do this. Awesome. That's the foundation of shadow work. You acknowledge that and then feel it in your body. Allow yourself to feel and allow that, that fear is only energy. It's not real. It's not going to harm you. It's energy. Energy wants to move and wants to expand. So what is so powerful is when you allow that fear to come, to take space, feel it as if it happened and you feel the failure and you feel the, the launch that flopped and you feel all those things and you cry and you scream and that's it. Not that's it as, as in it's done and you integrated the shadow, <laughs> but that's when you start to create space and you shift from wanting to change to embrace. So this is where I would say is the most, maybe the most important step to, to start 
you know, practicing creating this relationship with you, with your intuition, tapping into your own energy is setting the intention to really embrace. And whenever things come up, keep track and allow them in. Mm. Before we go to the modalities, because that, you know, when we go to the modalities first, skipping this part, we tend to stay in that, I want to change the discomfort. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It's embracing. When you do that with your energy work, you're laying the foundation to do that with your whole being. And you are light and shadow. You are the things you like about yourself and the fears, the doubts, and the, the things you might not fancy necessarily. And they're both you. As when we're still trying to push parts away or shift some parts, it's still a sense of resistance. So embracing is, is very important. So when you talk about resistance, can you give our listeners a little, um, a little insight into why we don't want to sit in resistance? Like what that does to our soul, our body, our yes. livelihood? Yes, of course. You're energetically, you're clogging the pipes, right? Energy mm -hmm. is always trying to move. Energy is moving. Ener you know, if you look at prana, life force, that's the essence of flow. There's a lot of noise around flow and we'll see and hear these things about flow this, flow that, tapping to flow. And we don't always ask ourselves what flow, flow of what? Something is flowing. <laughs> and with this flow of what that I really want to tap into. And this is the flow of life force, pure essence of energy. This life force is always moving. It's always moving through you. It's always moving around you and in you. Resistance is just causing this contraction in your energy field and in your body that if you imagine this as, a, as uh, let's say really the pipe and it's a pipe, if it contracts and it's getting slimmer and slimmer and there's not enough room for this energy to circulate, you're clogging the pipes. And you can see how that happens in your body when you think some thoughts or something comes up, you think of an outcome or maybe you're, you know, doubting if you should take option A, option B, if you're doing, deciding something in your business or in your personal life. And you will see that sometimes an option or a scenario makes you automatically go, Ugh, and you cringe a bit, maybe your shoulders go up, you go a bit backwards, you crawl into this little ball and you can feel in your body how it triggers this contractive energy. You're just curling like that and your hands are tense, your fingers are curled in and that's your body just showing this contraction, showing how this is really clogging the pipes versus when you feel something and it feels light and it feels good you'll see that your chest is a bit more forward and open your shoulders are back a bit more relaxed your fingers are usually relaxed so checking in with the body to see it's it's a really a really easy and fun practice because you start to notice things in the body that you know you might not normally tend to but it's there 
as your guidance system. And this is just showing that that block, I don't, I don't like to use the word block, but you know, that lack of room for energy to, to do what it naturally wants to do, which is circulate. Mm -hmm. So the way you will see that reflected in your, in your life, in your health, in your body is just the byproduct of energy not circulating. So it's, it's like I said, when you resist somewhere, you're resisting everywhere. So you will see that if you're resisting a thought or an emotion that you don't really want to feel about a person, so it's something very specific there, you will probably notice some sort of restriction in your bank account <laughs> and other relationships and how things are flowing, how, how your laptop stops working and you just, ugh, it, we see that so clearly when you start a bad day, you know, and that day that it starts a bit off and then you spill your coffee and then something else happens and you're just, what the hell? This is vibrational resonance. If that's the frequency you're tuned into is what you will experience in your physical reality. So we want to tap into that expansion and allowing things to flow to just see that reflected in other things. You will see how when you're resisting one thing, you will experience that same resistance in other areas. And when you're allowing somewhere, you will also feel things flowing and moving a bit easier in other areas. Everything is all one at the end of the day. And we experience this in oneness. So what is interesting is to start noticing where you are resisting and where you are allowing, even if it's not directly related to something you're created, something you're working on. Mm, that's beautiful. So good. This is so good for the listeners. They are going to love this. They are going to love this for sure. So, oh, so questions, for, questions for you. How do they work with you? How do they get a hold of you? How do they learn more about you? Yes, of course. Uh, right now we have the Women's Circle membership that is called the Activation Circle opening this Saturday, January 25th. And this is that membership where it's a container where we get together every week for guided energy practices to have the clarity, to have the steps. So, you know, it's just allowing yourself to be supported with all the resources. So your only job is to show up and you know where to look, what to practice, where to go. We're not meant to do this alone. And this is a really beautiful space of co-creation, of sisterhood that we get to show up and put our energy first together, which is so powerful and my favorite thing to do. So this is called the Activation Circle. And you can find this on my Facebook, Ligia Leite, or my Instagram, that is im.ligia.leite. And then you have the links there to either soak in more energy teachings, practices. I share a lot of guided practices, prompts, reflection, meditations, and the circle as well. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for being on today. I so greatly appreciate it. And you will see there will be links below uh, this podcast recording. So you can click on all those and get access to her. Thank you so much for your time today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today in deep conversation and transformation. Be sure to subscribe and share. For more incredible support, go to my website 
at www.BeccaGrabinski.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and on Instagram.